And we are back. Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse. And I know I should be doing the Victory Monday chant I've been doing after every Bengals recap victory that I've done. I have a sort of a sore throat. So I'm just going to say Victory Monday. That's all you guys get. Because I'm not trying to scream. Because I'm still recovering from that. But anyways, your Cincinnati Bengals are officially AFC North champions of 2022. The Bengals defeat the Baltimore Ravens in the last game of the regular season on Sunday. Bengals 27, Ravens 16. It's the first time in franchise history that the Bengals are back-to-back AFC North division champions. The Bengals end the season at 12-4 and to wrap up. And it's the Bengals' most wins since the 2015 season, where that team won 12 games and lost four games as well. And we won't talk about the ending to that season. The Bengals ended the regular season 7-1 at Paycor Stadium. The only loss being to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the opening game back in Week 1, where the Bengals should have won. So the Bengals realistically should be 8-0 at Paycor, but 7-1, you take that any day of the season and the Bengals playoff positioning looks like right now they are the number well right now they are solidified as the number one as the number I wish they're the number one seed but the number three seed in the AFC and the Bengals will be playing the Ravens again in back-to-back weeks the Ravens are the sixth seed it'll be Bengals Ravens on Sunday night football at 8:15 for the AFC wildcard game with the winner moving on to the divisional round the last time that a team played each other in the regular season to end the season and then match each other up in the wildcard game was our Cincinnati Bengals. They played the New York Jets in New York in week 17 of the 2009 season. The Jets needed to win that game to get in, and they did. And they did it pretty convincingly, smacking the Bengals 37 to nothing, And then... They won the wildcard game in Cincinnati a week later, 24-14. to 14. That was very frustrating. So let's hope that the Bengals will be the team that beats Baltimore. Obviously, they beat them here in week 18. And then they'll beat them in the wildcard game this Sunday. So this, was a, this game against the Ravens on Sunday, it was a very weird game to say the least. Now, I'm glad the Bengals, the Bengals got the win and got a chance to celebrate their AFC North Championship. And the locker room was full of positive vibes. Everybody smoking cigars, having a good time. They deserve it. After starting the season off 0-2, I think a lot of us were concerned. Some of them were hitting the panic button. I think that was me. I wasn't panicking to the point where I was thinking like, oh my God, this team could miss the playoffs. I was just panicking because it's like, damn, the Bengals lost these two games to begin the season where they could have easily won those games, especially the Steeler game. The Cowboys game, they were trailing, then they came back, and it was just too little, too late in that one. But the Steeler game, yeah, the Bengals should have won that game. So that's why I was feeling kind of panicking after week two. And then... After getting blown out by the Cleveland Browns on Halloween night in Cleveland, Bengals' record sat at 4-4. Four and four, and 
I'll be honest, I was like, oh boy, is this team going to make the playoffs? And then the Bengals rip off eight in a row to end the season. So they go from 0-2 to 4-4 to 12-4 to end the season. Wow. It's been a... It's been a journey season, but it's been it's been fun watching this team, and I just can't wait for this game on Sunday against the Ravens in the AFC Wildcard game. And let's just hope they can just continue to win, and you know they're defending their AFC Championship crown. And what better way to start your defense of their title it is against your divisional one of your divisional rivals in the Baltimore Ravens? But let's go back to this game on Sunday now. I said in the Instant Reaction podcast after the game that I was at Paycor Stadium. And it was fun to get back out there for the first time this season. And the crowd was amazing. The crowd was great. And the fans that have been to all Bengals games this year have told me that the Bengals really have a home field advantage. And you never really thought, you never assumed that a, a Bengals home game that the Bengals football team has home field because we really have anything to cheer about when it comes to this football team until last year. And when it was Paul Brown Stadium, you didn't really think that this is a difficult place to play at. But now, whenever it's third down and you just hear the crowd going wild, it's, it's a whole different environment. And the Bengals do have a true home field advantage, so that's gonna work to that's gonna work till their favor in the wild card game against the Ravens on Sunday. It was loud at Paycor, don't get me wrong, in this game, but it's gonna be even more louder on Sunday. And also in the Monday night game against Buffalo, people were saying that when they were at the game, they were like, "Wow, we haven't heard Paycor Stadium be that loud ever." Even the playoff game against the Raiders last season. I was at that game. It was loud in that stadium, but they're saying it was even more louder for the game against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know what happened, you know, midway in the first quarter. Also, it's, we'll continue to play for DeMar Hamlin. Good news is that he is flying back to Buffalo. So that's really good to hear. Oh, love that. But, yeah, for regular season game, people are saying that that was louder than any playoff games that have been played in that stadium. So that was really cool, just being around that environment and being around those screaming fans. I was one of them because I think I almost lost my voice and then my throat started hurting and I'm like, oh, great. But talking about this game, it just felt like it just felt like the Bengals, they were trying because what the NFL did to them. Say they would have lost this game against the Ravens. They would have had to do a coin flip after the game in the locker room setting to determine where the site of the AFC Wildcard game between the Ravens and Bengals, if they were scheduled to play each other, where it was going to be, even though the Bengals won the division. So the Bengals had a lot to play for, and they had to play their starters because they had to win the football game. So that's why it was just a, it was just a weird game, because in those circumstances, when you play... When you play for a division title in the NFL, you play for that because you're guaranteed of a home playoff game in your first playoff match, right? But with the circumstances that happened in Monday night, and then the NFL saying that, well, f- 
Forget the rules, right? You have to do a coin flip if you lose against Baltimore to determine where the hosting site's going to be. Make it make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. All right, on to this game. Let's, here's my takeaways and positives from this game. First of all, the defense was creating turnovers. Yes, the Ravens were playing their backups, but I was looking at the sheet this morning before work, and the Ravens had some starters out there, and they played some, they played some significant snaps as well. So they didn't play all their backups. There were starters out there playing, but the Bengals' defense, plus three in the turnover margin, two interceptions, Mike Hilton and Jesse Bates got those, and then... A strip sack fumble forced by Trey Hendrickson, recovered by Joseph Osiah for a touchdown. It's Joseph Osai, not Osiah, Jesse, Osai. <laughs> and then Jesse Bates forced a fumble late in the fourth quarter, and then Von Bell recovered it, and that was the Bengals' defense creating turnovers. So shout-out to the Bengals' defense and defensive coordinator Lou Rattaruma for just doing what they do. It's just creating plays. And just being solid. This Bengals defense has been just consistent all season long. And we're going to need this defense if we want to have that playoff run magic that we had last season. Jamar Chase goes over 1,000 receiving yards for the second time. Well, this has been the he's been in the league for two seasons. So it's back-to-back 1,000 receiving yards for Jamar Chase. In this game, he he got eight catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) Joe Mixon, touchdown celebration with the coin flip. And I talked about the coin flip on this podcast. (laughs) So he ran it in, right? And then he pulls a quarter out of his sock. And... He flips the coin in the air, lands on, I believe it was tails, and then he kicked the coin. And I was sitting up in the 300 level, so I didn't really, I couldn't see it, but I saw the motion of him like flipping the coin. I was like, oh man, this man is actually going to do the coin flip. (laughs) And Chad Johnson, former Bengals great, he tweeted on Twitter saying, I hope the Bengals do a coin flip celebration tomorrow if they do cross the end zone. And then word of that tweet got surfaced to the locker room and Joe Mixon said that he was going to do it. Yeah, the NFL is probably going to end up finding him. And then Chad Johnson did say that he was going to pay for Joe Mixon's fine. Mixon, I will pay for your fine in whatever way possible. Part of money that I have, I will pay that fine because... The NFL was about to screw the Bengals, and I believe that coin flip celebration was worthy of it. So that was so good. That was so good to see. Mixing this game, he had 11 carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. So the Bengals running game was very non-existent in this game. That's okay. Let's just hope the running game can be better in the postseason. Bengals tight end Hayden Hurst got his 50th reception of the season. With that, it earned him a 125000 bonus. So that deserves around a standing ovation. Way to go, Hayden. Trey Henderson talked about earlier two sacks and that fourth fumble that led to a touchdown fumble recovery in the end zone by Joseph Osai. And then Jesse Bates 
has played real good football lately. And when the calendar hit the new year and it hit January, I'm going to call him Jesse January because during the stretch of the Bengals' eight-game winning streak, he's he's played like one of the best safeties in the NFL. And last postseason, he was the Bengals' defensive MVP. Getting an interception in the Titans game. Forcing that incompletion pass in the wildcard game against Vegas of Hunter, of Hunter Renfro. And then having that inner having that play where he made on Tyreek Hill, batting that ball down and then into the hands of Von Bell in overtime against the Chiefs in the AFC title game. And then Bates had an interception in the Super Bowl. When it comes to postseason time, he delivers and he's peaking at the right time. So Jesse January has arrived. Also, Drew Chrisman, the Bengals punter, he kicked the shit out of the ball yesterday. That's what Joe Burrow said in his presser. Drew kicked the shit out of the ball. He did. He has seven punts, good for 51.2 punt yards per average, and a long of 62 that pinned the Ravens into their own five-yard line late in the first half. And then two plays later, Henderson forced that sack, that sack fumble. So that was very, that was very clutch of a punt by Chrisman there because it led to a Bengals touchdown, a defensive touchdown right there. Shout out to Drew Chrisman. He's been really good for us ever since he took the punting job duties away from Kevin Huber. So yeah, those are my positives on that. Now, people are saying, well, there's a lot of negatives from this game. And yes, there are negatives in this game. Like, we haven't talked about Joe Burrow, right? He was very off on Sunday against the Ravens. His final numbers reads 25 for 42 for 215 yards. One touchdown pass to Jamar Chase. No interceptions. He was sacked twice. He lost the football as well. That led to a Ravens fumble recovery. He missed T. Higgins for a wide open touchdown. He just like overthrew that. Jamar Chase dropped the pass. That Joe Burrow actually threw a nice pass to him, but Chase dropped it. And then there was just a couple of throws where he just kind of airmail it. I don't know what was wrong with Joe. He's going to have those games. He just said after the game that he did play like shit. And reason why there's, there's many reasons why I really, really love Joe Burr as a starting quarterback and the franchise leader that he is for the Cincinnati Bengals. But he owns up to it, his shit. If he says he's not playing well, he'll admit it. So I think he's going to be okay. He said that's not going to happen again. And I believe him. Like, after the Steeler game when he had five total turnovers, he said that was not going to happen again. And look what he did throughout the whole season after that. Joe will be fine. He'll be he'll be really good on Sunday in the third meeting against the Ravens. So there's no reason to be concerned about Joe Burrow. So the Bengals' offense was very meh. And... Honestly, I feel like they were reserving all their play calls for the Sunday's playoff game because they knew that if they win this game, that most likely they're going to 
play the Ravens again for a second straight week. So they weren't trying to like reveal so much. So they were, yeah, so they were very conservative in the second half. First half they had moments of playing really good on offense and then the second half it was just it was just a meh. It was like a dull and they're saving up they're saving up all their ingredients, all their all their gadget plays, all their mystery plays for the playoff game on Sunday. There's no need to be concerned about the offense. The offensive line didn't play so well. Burrow was getting pressured a lot. He was getting hit a lot. But the Ravens were on some weird shit. They were they looked like they were trying to hurt our players, especially our key players. And I don't like that. So I hope the NFL looks at that because the officiating crew that ref the game on Sunday are the same officiating crew that ref the Super Bowl. Not really too big of fans of them. Not because I don't like them. It's just they blew their whistles in the last two minutes of the game of that Super Bowl. I won't talk about it. But something to keep your eye out for is the Ravens and the play. Especially after the play. You can, there was a lot of pushing and shoving. There was a lot of like late hits that were very uncalled for. That weren't called against them. So I really hope they really hunkered that down because that's no bueno. I don't want any of my good I don't want any good players on this team to get hurt. Unfortunately, let's talk about injuries. Injuries did happen in this game. Bengals guard Alex Kappa, the free agent signing out of Tampa Bay, is having a career year, one of the best guards in the NFL. He hurt his ankle in the fourth quarter. He didn't put no weight on it. And then while being at the game, I saw the cart coming out for him on the sidelines. And he was taken back to the locker room. And then during the post-game celebration of winning the AFC North title, you saw Kappa, but he was on crutches. And then he was riding a scooter. I don't know his status for Sunday, but guard Max Sharping. Scarping. I think it's Sharping. He's their he's their backup, and Joe Burrow really likes him. He knows the system. He knows the schemes. So if Kappa doesn't go for this playoff game, it looks like Max is going to get his start. <sighs> See, this is why when the NFL said that there's going to be a potential coin toss if the Bengals lose this game, that the Bengals are forced pretty much just to play their starters in this game. And you do that, you risk injuries. So that's why I felt like the Bengals got really like shafted there. So let's just hope Kappa will be okay. Thankfully, it's not a knee because I was worried it was a knee, but it's just an ankle. But obviously, the ankle is probably the size of a tennis ball right now. Let's just hope they get that swelling down. And then we'll see throughout the week. It's a wait and see. It's Monday. Game's not till Sunday night. Tyler Boyd, he got hit in the head earlier in this game. He went out, got evaluated for concussion. He did get back in the game a couple of plays later, so that was good news. And then T. Higgins was hit in the air. He was a defenseless receiver. That should have been a penalty call on the Ravens player that hit him. He was down for a little bit, and I was like, oh, no. But 
watching that hit and then see him on the ground, it looked like he got the wind knocked out of him. And then a couple plays later, he was able to get back in the game. So I'm glad that TB and T were okay. Whew. The defense, for the first time during this eight-game winning streak to end the season, they allowed a team to rush over 100 yards on them. That's crazy. The Bengals' run defense has been stout during this winning streak. And the Ravens were rescuing J.K. Dobbins. And Kenyon Drake had some good runs on the Bengals' run defense. At times, every time he gets the ball, it looked like he was scrambling and getting six or seven yards on first and second down. So it was the first time the Bengals have allowed a one uh, has allowed a team to go over 100 yards on their run defense. So that's pretty much my negatives on that game. I'm just glad they got the win and they secure a home playoff game. That's all I really care about and I didn't want anybody specifically on our key positions to get hurt. And unfortunately, Alex Kappa got hurt. So let's just hope that he'll be okay. Like I said, I don't know his status for Sunday. It's just we got to just see throughout the week. All right, so this quote from Joe Burr in the presser after the game was, this is like the best quote I think I've ever, like, like I've ever, like, read in a while. So somebody asked him, um, somebody asked Joe Burr on the Bengals championship window, and his quote saying, the window's my whole career. Basically saying that every year the Bengals are in championship mode. They're contending for a Super Bowl. Because people are saying this is the Bengals' time to win the Super Bowl. This is their window. Burr is saying, no, it's my whole career. Every season from here on out, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And I just, I just love that. The window's my whole career. What a quote. You better frame that quote if he wins the Super Bowl this year. And then Joe Mixon said about his touchdown celebration, he said that he bought the quarter he flipped for a celebration for $100 off a team trainer. $100 for a quarter? Is the, was that quarter specialized? Did Roger, is Roger Goodell's face in the quarter with the clown nose on him? What made I a hundred dollars off the team trainer? I really want to know if that if that quarter was very I, that quarter had to be specialized. It had to. It had to. Interesting that makes them paid a hundred dollars for a quarter. I want to see that quarter. Well, then again, he kicked in the game, so hopefully somebody retrieved it, somebody from the team or something. <laughs> And then Chase, while getting an interview in the locker room after the game, he was smoking a cigar. He said, if you got him, smoke him. Meaning, if you got the cigar, smoke him. Now, I think it's been a while since Jamar has smoked a cigar because when he was smoking it, I'm not an expert, I'm not an expert in smoking cigars because the last, time I smoked, the last time I smoked a cigar was like five years ago or something like that. I feel like that was a special occasion or something. I don't know, but... The way homie was smoking it, he was just like, oh, man. I'm not trying to imitate his voice because he's from Louisiana. I got that accent. But he was just like, you got him, smoke him. (laughs) Uh, I love Jamar. He's so great. 
So those are the quotes that really like caught my eye in the Bengals locker room celebration of the AFC North title. All right, so the regular season's over. Let's see the final stats from the key players in your key positions. Joe Burrow, final stats from the regular season, 4,475 yards passing, 35 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He also ran the ball for 257 yards and five touchdowns, 42 total touchdowns. Look at me not knowing math. 40 total touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 210 carries, 814 rushing yards, four touchdowns. He was really good catching the football in the backfield. 60 catches for 441 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 87 catches, 1,046 yards and nine touchdowns. T. Higgins, 74 catches, 1,029 yards, 7 touchdowns. Tyler Boyd, 58 catches, 762 yards, and 5 touchdowns. Hayden Hurst, 52 catches for 414 yards receiving, and 2 touchdowns. On a defense side, Trey Henderson led the way with 8 sacks. Sam Hubbard with 6.5 sacks. Joseph Osai with three and a half sacks. Same with B.J. Hill. And then Logan Wilson also had two and a half sacks. The lead in tackling on the team is Logan Wilson with 123 tackles. Jermaine Pratt with 98 tackles. Vaughn Bell with 77 tackles. And Jesse Bates with 71 tackles. And then the leaders in interceptions... Von Bell and Jesse Bates each had four. Jermaine Pratt with two. Logan Wilson, Mike Hilton, and Trey Flowers each had one interception apiece. And also, we'll continue to give our praises and shout out to DJ Reader for having one hell of a season. He should be an all pro in his his position. Probably won't because the media doesn't like the Bengals, of course. And then Cam Taylor Britt, for what he's done, Filling in for Chinadu Awuzi, who tore his ACL, came to Labrid. Not a bad rookie season for him, and we're going to need him because he's going to be starting in his first playoff game on Sunday. I really like Cam Sample. He's really played well during this winning streak as well, getting to the quarterback as well, sacking them, and also creating pressure. And then, let's see. Am I missing anybody from the defense that should get praises for their great regular season? Hmm. I think that's it. Jermaine Pratt had a career season, like I said, 98 tackles. Two interceptions, including that forced fumble he had on Travis Kelsey in that Bengals-Chiefs game. That pretty much turned the game around. The Bengals went on to score a touchdown there. And that was the game-winning touchdown right there. Von Bell, four interceptions this season. Von Bell had a great season. The Bengals should extend Von Bell and Jermaine Pratt. Trying to think if there's anybody else that I'm missing out there. And I think that's it. So, 12-4 regular season. AFC North champions. In back-to-back seasons. And now, guys, it's playoff week. 
Bengals, Ravens, round three, Sunday, 8-15 on NBC. It's the Sunday night game. The Bengals get a primetime game. I swear, the NFL took so long. I had a long day yesterday from tailgating from 5.30 a.m. and not getting home till like 6.30 p.m. I wanted the NFL to release the playoff schedule like halftime of the Sunday night game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers, but nope. They took their sweet time, and they didn't announce the schedule until after the game. And it was just getting me real frustrated. I was like, are we, what are, what are we doing? And I think everyone was predicting what time the Bengals are going to be playing and what day. I thought the Bengals were going to be playing on Sunday at 1 o'clock. That game would have been on CBS. That was my guess. And then my second guess would have been at 8. 15 on Saturday, getting that primetime game Saturday night. But I didn't think they were going to get the primetime game on Sunday night. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, perfect. Here we go. Right now, the Bengals are listed as six and a half point favorites. Ravens started Anthony Brown on Sunday. He was meh. He had some good moments in the second half. Threw the ball 44 times. Yikes. So, Lamar Jackson has not played football in over a month. Feels like it's been more than that. Is he going to play? They said that if the Ravens if the Ravens are playing a playoff game, that they're not ruling Lamar out. So, the Bengals either have to prepare for Anthony Brown, Tyler Huntley, or Lamar Jackson. Got to prepare for all three. Also, remember when I was talking about the Ravens being very weird in this game? Bengals players, they were very upset of how cheap the Ravens were when it comes to their cheap shots and their late hits. Here's what DJ Reader said. He said, there was some shit I don't agree with. Then Bengals rookie cornerback Cam Taylor-Britt says this. There's a lot of cheap shit going on. Just know that we owe them. Even though we won this shit, we owe them. And then Kim Taylor Britt, Kim Taylor Britt said this as well. It was a lot of late stuff, he said. Just after the play, doing dirty stuff you shouldn't do in football. Aiming at guys' legs and stuff and other dirty hits. We don't play like that. We're going to remember that. Now, I feel like the NFL has probably read those quits by now. And I believe that the NFL is going to talk to John Harbaugh and Zach Taylor just to make sure that we're going to be eyeing both sides. But you better be eyeing more on the Ravens' side because they, they could be on some late-hit shit. We don't want that. We don't, we don't want this team to get out of control. It's a rivalry game. It's a division game. But it's different now because this is the playoffs now. You win, you move on, you lose, you go home. So it's something to keep your eye on out throughout the whole week and then lead it into kickoff on Sunday night. All right, guys. 
I will have a preview of the Bengals and Ravens round three matchup in the playoffs sometime this week. So be on the lookout for that podcast. And I will do my initial reaction to the playoff game late Sunday night. The next day is a holiday. It's Martin Luther King Day. So probably half of you guys have the off day. I don't, but half of you guys do. So that initial reaction podcast will be very late. But hopefully I'll be in a good mood because the Bengals have beaten the Ravens for the third time this season. And they're moving on to the AFC Divisional Round. Let's hope. All right, guys. I am out. I will talk to you guys sometime this week to preview this game. And, yeah. Who day?